Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Mondays are a whole lot better when we have a doubleheader of football. Too bad we just couldn't get the Steelers and Bills to play each other. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, I don't know much, but I know one thing. Don't sleep on this 49ers, Justin. I'm telling you, man, the Niners are coming, baby. The Niners are coming. Well, maybe I'm not the norm. I'm not camera friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I don't own a toothbrush or let my scabs heal. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Hey, howdy, hi. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Justin Waller. Justin, how the hell are you this morning, sir? Oh, doing great, Mac. Uh, had an interesting weekend of football. Uh, a lot of head scratching uh, went down, and uh, glad we got time to talk about it this morning. I can tell you right now, when we go to break, I'm changing the hat. I I don't like this hat. I just grabbed it, and it's it's kind of it's too dark. It's too creepy for me. Like there's no logo. There, there's a logo, but you can't see it. It's weird. Um, let's go ahead and dive into the first thing that I think everybody's talking about this morning: the ending of the Jets Raiders game. Did you catch this asinine blitz that Greg Williams dialed up, leaving a Rookie, undrafted, free agent, defensive back out on an island while he sent the house. Raiders had no timeouts, 13 seconds left. They had to score a touchdown. And this dumbass dials up a blitz. He would be out on his ear. He would not have made it to this morning. I would have fired him last night if I were the Jets owner. Keep Adam Gase in there because you got to have a head coach, whatever. We all know they're playing it out. But Greg Williams is an idiot. And to, to dial up that play, look, someone's going to give him another chance because they think he's off the cuff. And, uh, you know, he, he to me, he purposely threw that game. And I don't care what a Jets fan might say, like, oh, I'm glad we lost because we want the number one pick. I'm talking about for the players out there on the damn field. He just threw it away. What say you? Yeah, he knew I had uh, the Jets on the money line, so Greg Williams stuck it to me. Um, he did it on purpose. I know what happened in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the uh, play call there. I mean, did you really have the Jets on the money line? I did, man. I remember last year, West Coast, East Coast. Uh, yeah, I threw it out there. and uh, Dang it. Oh, well. Man, I did not know that. I had a chance. You did have a chance. You had a very good. You should have won. You should have won. I, w- I would be calling Greg Williams and tell him to give you whatever. Oh, he heard me last night. I didn't need to call him. I mean, I was loud and outspoken. He heard it from Bell Buckle, Tennessee. 
<laughs> it kind of was the follow-up over the drumming that the Titans took in the first half. I think uh, uh, Vrabel heard that one down in uh, Davidson County. We were those. watching that game at a local pub, and uh, one of the guys sitting next to me, I, I told him when it was thirty-eight to uh, was it thirty-eight to seven or thirty-eight to ten at the half, whatever the hell it was. I told him, I said, you watch. I was off by a field goal. I said, you watch. Titans will come roaring back and lose 41-38 just like they did in the freaking uh, Steelers game. And everyone's going to like, oh, they look pretty good in the second half. But they got they keep laying these duds in the first half. And what I don't understand is that two of the biggest duds they've laid is or or hap- has happened at home. Look, yeah. you, you, you expect that junk when you're on the road. I mean, I... Okay, I'm going to make an excuse here, even though I'm a, I hate making excuses. But uh, Jayon Brown being out, the heartbeat of that defense really uh, made a difference yesterday. It's unfortunate that it was at home. I mean, the Titans' game plan was really what teams have against them. Hey, we're going to take away the run game. They said, we're not going to allow Nick Chubb to beat us. And uh, they did a good job of that until every time they threw it over the top and uh, they burnt borders deep uh, for touchdowns. And whether it was Landry Higgins, it didn't really matter. Um, the Titans the sold out to beat the borders, front, in the front. Borders yeah. got torched. Borders yes, got shown for what he is and not a player in the National Football League. Well, he's a practice squad player. I mean, he, he's he, been put out there. He's a Jets practice squad player. He is terrible. <laughs> Does he normally play middle linebacker? Because he's got middle linebacker speed. Oh, no. Um, I know he thought he was in uh, zone coverage a lot and uh, had help over the top that was not there. So there there was some definitely some miscommunication in that first half as to what coverage he should have or thought he was going to be in they need to send him back over the borders wherever he came from dude he is terrible he needs to go 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 work for fedex or one of these you know not against anyone who's working for fedex but we all know it's all it's always a story that we hear oh so and so i don't know why it's always fedex but so and so was was just delivering packages for fedex yesterday and now he's kicking for the baltimore ravens or whatever he needs to go back to that workforce he is not a national football league player he looked like some guy who was lost that like stumbled in and thought he was in an AAF game and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one that was supposed to be covering the uh, tackle that was wide open in the end zone for the touchdown. For uh, what, what about Mayfield just going the hell off? Four touchdowns in the first half. At 300 yards in the first half. I mean, it was insane. A lot of it had to do with the fact that everyone was wide the hell open. But yeah, Mike. I was going to say, he had no pass rush and uh, no defense on uh, – oh, great. And but good morning is just showing the uh, fluke third down reverse Landry to Mayfield fourth down conversion for the first down. That was one of the ugliest throws, but it, it dropped in. Else. It worked. It was a great call. I'll tell you something but else. A dagger. No one else is really going to know what we're, what we're talking about because you would have had to watch the whole game. First quarter, that was a first down, my friend. Oh yeah, there's no way in hell they should. There's no, there's no way in hell that they should have overturned that. Had a great argument about this. If they didn't get the first down, and I'm sure you have it record. If you don't, uh, you find it. 
But it's interesting to watch that uh, the Titans turn the ball over on down. They say Derrick Henry didn't get it. It's obvious he clears the line. They challenge it, and they say the call on the field stands. They don't over – Crap. It stands. There's nothing to do about it. But if you watch where Cleveland snaps the ball, they're on the other side of the line that he apparently didn't get to. So if it didn't get to the first down, that means the center has moved the football. Now he screwed himself. But still, that's a penalty in moving the football. So – you can't have it both ways. But anyway, yes, if you didn't watch the game, you have no idea what we're talking about. So I will digress. I just, I, I just get, when, when I first saw that, I was like, he easily cleared the line. What are they, what are they reviewing? And then it comes back. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of these games. And then they were right down the field instantly. And then the Donald Peoples Jones touchdown was the back, was the backbreaker, right? Because it was just like, oh, God, here we go. They they regroup when they got to the half. I'll tell you what, I also thought that early in the third quarter when they when, when they went for some things, they could have gotten easy like field goals or whatnot. Uh, they probably should have done it because I think they would have had a puncher's chance in the fourth. I think they were trying to get it all back on on every single possession. But then there were also just goofy things that happened, like the – like, like the deflection. Uh, for, I, I, I want to say it was one of the tight ends, but the the ball that was yeah. deflected that was picked off by the. Oh, and by the way, where the hell was Ferkser at the whole damn time? Freaking. Uh, oh, what is yeah. his name? Oh, Bates. What? What? Oh, excuse me, Marco. Marco Pruitt. Yeah. So I had to. About- I had to stream. A tight end because of the injury. So I, I go, you know what? I'll grab Ferkser. And then this jackass keeps scoring touchdowns. Like, that's great for the Titans, but it's not helping my fantasy team. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, freaking Derrick Henry's running for 50 yards. And A.J. Brown's not doing anything. And Corey Davis is going off. And I'm like, nothing went right yesterday. Nothing. No, it, it did not. And uh, it, it was really sad to see. Um, man, this is so easy to quarterback from the couch but man Derrick Henry's got to run with bad intentions just wasn't there yesterday there were numerous plays he got stuck in the hole and held up on a third and one that you're just like come on big guy well, he, full- well once again he's a guy that's got to get several touches we always see that it takes him a while to get going and that's why you have to keep pounding it whether it's working or not because when he eventually starts getting his his, his momentum his I don't know what it is about the, the big running backs but the big running backs always say I know I know a little of it is the fact that the defense wears down but there's also something it's almost like their engine doesn't get going until they hit around the 15 rush mark and this has been for as long as I've been watching football go all the way back to John Riggins of the Redskins to Earl Campbell of the Oilers to Jerome Bettis of the 90s and now here we are Derrick Henry they they have to get like 20 carries a game because it's not until carry 12 to 15 that you really start to see him churning. What sucked is that we fell behind, and then they just took him out of the game, which I think that's a terrible idea. Dude, if you just have him standing back there pretending like he's going to block, he's a threat. He's a threat. You still have to go, dude, Derrick Henry might get the ball. Anyone else you put in there, you're like, whatever, man. I'd rather this guy get the ball than me leave A.J. Brown wide open, right? Even if it's a passing down situation, I'd like to have the big behemoth back there to block for me than uh, the little dude they keep putting in. Yeah, well, I think sometimes they do it to give him a breather, but my point is when you take him out of the game totally – I'm not talking about running him in and out on certain downs. I'm talking about you don't put him in at all. Right. You you then abandon the running game and the thought of the running. Game. Like I said, just have him back to as a decoy. I'm fine with him being a decoy. How well, much money? Saying, how much money are we paying him now with the extension? 
He, he can stand back there and decoy. Yeah. This team doesn't have a defense to uh, take Derrick Henry out of the game plan. I mean, this defense needs Derrick Henry. This whole team needs Derrick Henry. And uh, they, they've got to quit getting cute and holding him back. or in, in Whatever it is, they get to, I don't know, 10, 12 carries. He hasn't performed. He still hasn't got to his threshold of pissed offness yet. And until he gets to that, it's like they just abandon it and then they just sprinkle it in and you finally see it late third or fourth quarter when he finally gets to number 15 or 16 and then he's just got bad intentions. I mean, keep that feeding and uh, you probably could have slowed some of that yesterday. But it's not over. Still tied for the division. Uh, A lot of things to uh, overcome and uh, you got to look ahead to the Jaguars. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. When we come back, college football, ACC and SEC championships are set. We'll react in just a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Kick off fall and kick off happiness with Schaffer Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate Beer. Log on to kickoffhappiness.com for your chance to win a cool custom cooler with Schaffer Hopper swag, including your favorite team's jersey. Look for the Schaffer Hopper displays at your local retailers for great savings on Schaffer Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate. And learn more about the sweepstakes at kickoffhappiness.com. See site for official rules. Must be 21 or older. Brewed and bottled in Germany. Imported by Radeberger Group USA. Norwalk, Connecticut. Always Please enjoy responsibly. The Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, the rock and roll of sports talk radio. We get footloose weekday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. So Justin, uh, every once in a while, I'll get popped uh, for them claiming that uh, we don't have the rights to play music. What they don't understand is that we're, we're with the radio station, so we do have the rights to play the music, right? But anyways, I don't get into argument. With, I, I just let them mute that part, whatever. It's not worth getting the whole thing trying to explain to some Facebook dweeb, you know, what actually is going on. But uh, I would love to see. I would love to see the reaction if they try to pop that song. Because you're going to tell me that Millie Vanilli owns the rights to the song to that they that, that they didn't actually sing. <laughs> That's, <laughs> Can I take that one to actual court? Can we, can we fight that in the court of law? Let's go ahead and get into college football landscape because, well, first of all, Tennessee loses to Florida. Uh, it could have hey, been. Hey, 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 hey. I won on the spread. We covered the spread. That's a victory. Yeah. <laughs> My bank account said so this morning. Oh, here Thank we you, go. JT. Thank you, JT, JT Shroud, for showing up in the fourth quarter and scoring 13 points. Uh, we desperately <laughs> needed it. Here we go. We're going to get into moral victories now. Uh, <laughs> hey, I learned from. I thought we were going to talk about. I thought we were going to play. I thought we were going to talk Tennessee football, not uh, Vanderbilt football. Um, but the that game, uh, not as close as the score indicates. But I also didn't think. Look, it, we were we were in fear that the game would just get an absolute boat raced, and the, uh, they hung in there with them. Trask didn't look the greatest. I thought I thought Tennessee had a couple of opportunities that they didn't capitalize on in the first half that could have actually swung the tide. Not that Florida was ever in, ever in fear of losing the game, but it could have been more interesting. But regardless, I will say this. 
Trask's, uh, I don't care how they try to sell it. Trask's Heisman chances just, just went down a little bit because while he was out there struggling against Tennessee, Alabama boat raced LSU and Mac Jones looked phenomenal. Once again, I don't see how Mac Jones doesn't win the Heisman trophy 55. They hang 55 in LSU. Obviously Trask will have the opportunity to face LSU this weekend. So what would he see can he can do, but 385 and four touchdowns. And that was all the, and that was pretty much without breaking a sweat. Right. Um, I, how, how do you not give it to Mac Jones at this point? I don't because I'm, excuse me. I, I can't not give it to Jones because when I compare the apples to apples, I mean, Mac Jones beat a and M trust it and, Mac Jones is boat raced LSU. We're about to find out. I mean, you're about to have some very straight up heads up comparables and I, they all lean to Mac Jones. I don't see it any other way. Now that's just me being simplistic. I'm sure Gator fans see it completely different, but I, this one's pretty simple to me. I mean, it, we're talking two gentlemen in the same conference that have had similar schedules. Um, now I'm what is interesting that the West. Is, I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off, but when I had to Google something because I wasn't hundred percent sure. And sure enough, the absolute voting deadline for the Heisman Trophy this year is December twenty first. At I, I, I don't know if it's 12 a.m. or if it's I'm, I'm seeing 730, but I'm thinking that, that that's a television special they're going to do. So regardless, Monday after the SEC championship game. So could you see a scenario where the Gators beat Alabama? No. And that gives Trask the Heisman Trophy or would the entire season have to be looked at? By the way, if you look at comparatively, Man, Trevor Lawrence's numbers are really impressive, but he missed the two games because of the coronavirus. So the like, it looks like he played a half a season when you look at him and him versus the other two. But but by the ratio, his his numbers are really good. But I don't think he has a shot in hell at a. I don't even know if he'll be one of the finalists. Trevor Lawrence, that's not really his fault. It is what it is. But but could you see a scenario? where Florida beats Alabama and Mac Jones still wins the Heisman? Or do you think it all comes down to that matchup? I think it comes down to that matchup. And what if Ian Book beats Clemson again? Do you consider Ian Book at that time? Or are you looking at Notre Dame's quarterback? I don't think it will carry the same weight. Um, I just don't see Florida beating Alabama. But uh, could could be wrong. Uh, I'll be pulling for them. Um, one time a year, I'm going to pull for the blue and orange. But uh, I think it takes that for Trask to win the Heisman. He's got to beat Jones' head up, period. It's that simple. I look Because I think when you compare the rest, I mean, there's just too many too many comparables that lean Mac Jones' way. So, so Alabama loses to Florida. Mac Jones still wins the Heisman. No, I think if they if they win, Trask has a chance. Uh, it just depends on what. I mean, who who's your third finalist? Do you, do you have in there, do you, or is this just a two pony race for you? It's it's essentially just a two pony race for me. 
Okay. Uh, I guess you could argue. I mean, there's some guys have had. You, the problem is with all the others, their statistics are not going to compare to to Jones and Trask. But when I think of guys that led their teams, I think of Etn of Clemson. I think of Ian Book at uh, Notre Dame. But Ian Book's numbers just don't pop off the screen because th that's not the offense they run. They run more of a tr traditional defensive minded offense, uh, if that makes sense, where they're trying to lean on their defense and they methodically go down the field, they don't hit the big strikes because that's not that's not Ian Book's strength. So I don't think he can win it, but he could be invited to the final sitting. I know they're all not going to New York this year, but they're they're going to do some virtual junk, and they'll be all sitting in the same Zoom room, I guess. Is I say Book could get his name in there. I mean, if you, you already beat Clemson once and you beat the backup, now you go in and you beat Trevor Lawrence. Uh Man, that's a that's a pretty good resume tick right there. And uh, you've taken Notre Dame through. I mean, we're used to seeing Notre Dame get boat raced in these big games. Um, Books showed up and played, and uh, they beat Clemson once. Uh, we can see if they can do it again. But, yeah, I would say that paired with a uh, Florida victory, and then you're talking Trask and Book, and I think it would lean Trask. But uh, I'm just throwing Book in there to, to get Here's an Here's the interesting thing. I just pulled up on Odd Shark, the, uh, the Heisman hopeful, uh, favorites. Kyle Trask is a, is a decided favorite. He's minus one forty on Odd Shark. Mac Jones is plus one fifty, and then the next closest guy is Trevor Lawrence at nine hundred. Justin Fields at fourteen hundred. I I guess Justin Fields could be my number three. The problem is what he'll play at the most seven games. So that's going to be hard to, to to argue him in. We were just talking about Ian Book. He's at a plus 6,000. Derek King of Miami. He's interesting, but he laid an egg against Miami. So, I mean, excuse me, against uh, Clemson. So the one game that you were in primetime on that everyone was watching, you you didn't just lose. You didn't show up. Like you, I, I, I can't remember if Miami even broke double digits in that game. They were blown out the water. Uh, so that's Spencer Radler of Oklahoma is in there, but he's lost a couple of games where, where they've looked terrible. So it's, it's gotta be Trask and Jones, but I find it interesting that Jones is the underdog because in my head, he, he's the favorite, but maybe, maybe people maybe that it'll come back to bite him that he plays for Alabama. And the fact that everyone just assumes Alabama is going to blow everyone out, but Kyle Trask is doing something that's not normally done at Florida. I, you know, I, I don't know. Zach Wilson's uh, shots took a hit. He's just below Justin Fields in the Heisman odds. And of course he, he he's the quarterback of BYU and they lost, to Coastal Carolina. Kudos to BYU, by the way, to, to, to step up and play that game in a moment's notice. There's not a lot of schools that would do that. A lot of schools would go, what are you, nuts? I'm, I'm not going and playing Coastal Carolina on the road 48 hours. It's it's like they were talking about during the broadcast. By the way, if y'all missed the game, it was an incredible game. It was the best game of the weekend, college or pro. But um, the during the broadcast, they were talking about how until about Wednesday evening, early Wednesday evening, their defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator, they, they were building game plans. BYU is uh, building one for – they've got one game left scheduled. I forget if it's the 12th or the 19th, but they've got one game left scheduled. And they were building a game plan for that. 
And then in a moment's notice, they had to scrap what they were doing there, put that off to the side, and all of a sudden start trying to watch Coastal Carolina tape. Same thing with BYU. Excuse me, Coastal Carolina. Because uh, BYU was supposed to be playing Liberty, and they and that got scratched. So, I, did you catch that game? I thought I thought it was a great game. I know it was going on during the Tennessee game. Yeah, I, I saw parts of it, uh, most of the first half, and then uh, Sun had a basketball game, so had to check out at that point and uh, just caught highlights to catch up afterwards. How'd your son do? Oh, he dominated the bench. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother, but he, <laughs> he's at school. He's not listening this morning. I apologize that's to a my great, wife. That's a great line. <laughs> dominated the bench. <laughs> he's clearing out. <laughs> and I get no signal at the school. I'm like, we're in a nine-point game. Tennessee, Florida, what if? And uh, nah, it was a great game. They won. Uh, he, you know, he, he had some good contributions. I won't, I won't uh, bust his chops that hard. But uh, yeah, he horrible did get timing in the game. to have uh, middle school basketball at four thirty on UT Florida weekend. Or any that is that, that I will agree. That is a strange, strange time. I mean, come on. I guess they want to get the kids all one night game. I'm like, it's basketball. They don't they don't understand understand when we're in football and baseball season and you want to give the kids a game under the lights, but you're always under the lights in the gym. How long is that <laughs> what's the difference in daytime? How long is, does their season go into January or February? Uh it will go into December first of January. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say hell in the middle of January on Saturday afternoon. You're not going to have anything to watch. You, you know, shoot, put it, put it on then. Um, I will say this, whatever you watched, it was probably better than a lot of the college games that were going on <laughs> at the time. Other than Coastal Carolina, that that might have been one of the more. The Tennessee Florida Indiana game was terrible. up on uh, Wisconsin was, was my favorite. That's the one that had me locked in the most. That wasn't oh, man. I, I love that one. I hit, I've hit back-to-back uh, double-digit uh, stupid underdogs to take a commanding lead. I, I would be blowing the doors off everyone, but uh, Angelo hit Coastal Carolina. So he's got he, he's within 13 points of me. But I've been muddling around uh, 10-ish points behind the lead over the last – you know, for like a month or so. And then I hit Rutgers two weeks ago and I hit Indiana. I was going to take Rutgers again. I was going to try to double down. Tony jumped, jumped me and grabbed Rutgers. I was like, okay, well I'll take Indiana. I, I thought it came, would come down to their defense and it did come down that defensive line of Indiana, man, they dominated Wisconsin, absolutely dominated Wisconsin and Indiana is almost turned into a mini Wisconsin where you don't have to have great, line play when that defense is, is um, you know, excuse me you don't have to have great quarterback play when that defensive line is playing the, the way they're they're playing i I'm, I'm really impressed by indiana we saw them you know a little bit last year when tennessee pulled off the miracle uh bowl game victory against them but this team has really grown up and you just see it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that coach long term but because some are going to come at him like like they came at PJ Fleck last year, and Fleck stayed. But we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Indiana. I'll tell you what: if he can, if he thinks he can win pretty uh, regularly there, I'd say stay there. Because if you can do anything in Indiana long term, 
And I'm not talking about having to go out there and win national championships. I'm not being outrageous. Well, I'm saying going out there, if you go out on a normal season, we're not going to 2020 throw it in the trash when, when I talk about – I'm talking about a 12-game season – going to a bowl game, if you can consistently win about eight games and go to a bowl game and every once in a while be sniffing the Big Ten title, stay at Indiana, man. Indiana's going to pay you. The Hoosiers got money. And if you do anything, they're going to be resurrecting a statue of you. If you leave and you go to South Carolina, if you go to Michigan, wherever, the expectations are going to be so high, you are looked upon as one of their – one of their wayward sons over over here in Indiana, right? You come in just like Norvell. Norvell did a great job in Memphis. Now everyone's ridiculing everything he does. I say I don't care. It's it's 2020. I'm not I'm not ridiculing any coach in 2020. But I'm saying that if you can do something at a school that hasn't done anything ever, do it there. Yeah, I mean it's. It, I'll say Duke. It's a David Cutcliffe situation. Why leave? Right. You don't have. You don't have to be Ohio State. You don't have to be Michigan. I mean, you you don't have to be one of those big guys. And uh, and Indiana's not a bad state to live in either. No. Yeah, that's another. You, thing. Uh, before we move on, did you catch any of the Arkansas? We're talking to young coaches. Arkansas Missouri game. Oh my God! Uh, the ending. The ending. What the hell? That boneheaded play. I was so pissed. For about seven minutes, and then they went back to kick the field goal. I had Missouri on the money line, okay? And I was so pissed because the guy, for people that missed it, the ball hit the defender in the hands in the end zone, and as opposed to just knocking it down, it was it was a two-point conversion. It was The, the score was 47-46. Arkansas decides to go for the win. Terrible throw by the quarterback. He just had to knock it down. He tried to catch it, and he stumbled backwards and looked like something out of a bad sitcom, like he slipped on a banana peel or whatever, and he knocks the ball up in the air, and a receiver came running out of the back of the end of the end zone and just snags it for the two-point conversion. If they win the game, that's, that's like the video of the day. Or, or or the week, right? That's all we'd be seeing right now on, on ESPN. But because they went down the field and kicked the the the, the uh, touch, uh, kicked the field goal to win the game, it kind of got lost in the. But yes, I, w- I was watching that. That one hurt a little. I had Arkansas on the money line. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Glad you won, dude. <laughs> That's all right. I, I I won on the points. Um, I think Arkansas covered <laughs> the spread on that one because wasn't it three and a half or something? It was. Yeah, they were. Uh, they it was at least a three point spread when Saturday morning, because Saturday morning there was a big debate about that, and I, I think two of us took uh, Missouri and one took Arkansas, but um, we were both like, I don't know if I like the point spread either way, because I think if I was going to actually do, I went money line. I think if I was going to actually do the point spread, I would have had to take an Arkansas because it was. It was exactly what I, I thought it would be lower scoring, but it's exactly the way I thought it would end up. Just, you know, I mean, I didn't think some guy was going to bebop the ball around in the freaking end zone like a pinball. And I mean, that, if y'all have not seen it, you got to pull it up because it is, it is just a comedy of errors of how this guy, I mean, I can just, you can't see his face. He's got a helmet on, but I can just imagine his eyeballs have got to be like the size of watermelons by the, as that ball's going up in the air. And he's like, just popping it up in the air. I mean, 
All I could think of was the old, and I know it wasn't a Hail Mary, but still, all I could think of is the old school Tom Jackson and Chris Berman doing the highlights on on ESPN years ago, yelling, knock it down, knock it down. That's a bad job by the defensive coordinator, though, because before the before the plays before the play happens, you have to go over to your guys and say, "Guys, remember, we don't give a damn about a turnover. We don't get we we don't care about an interception. We don't care about a fumble. Knock the ball down. Just get the play done." But anyways, yeah, those were the two best games of the day. Uh, even with the Indiana upset, it was still a really boring game. I, I I watched quite a bit of it, and I was like, ugh. I mean, I had Indiana on one game and on one TV and Tennessee on the other, and I was watching more of the Tennessee game because at least there was action. The ten, the Indiana Wisconsin game was more of like two immovable forces running into each other. Just it was almost like a scrum than it was looking like a football game. Um, anything else from the college weekend that are you excited about the I mean, I, I'm excited that for once we have a really good ACC championship game. We've got a really good SEC championship game with a lot of storylines to look forward to. Anything else jump out at you? No, I'm just excited for it to hurry up and get here. Yeah. This weekend. Don't want it canceled. I mean, I actually want to see them. I want to see Alabama healthy. I want to see Florida healthy. I mean, I'd like to see these two juggernauts actually go at it and, uh, I want to see the Florida offense put up the points they've put up and be dominant, and then I want to see Alabama match them stride for stride against uh, Florida's defense, and I just want to see a 60-65 shootout. But that's just me. That game is going to be probably one of the most watched SEC championship games of recent times. Uh, We've had so many bad ones. I mean, really bad ones. Well, it's the first time you've given anybody from the East a chance. Uh, I take that about, what, two years ago, maybe three now. Uh, Georgia thought possibly they could um, – hell, they may have won it, uh, if memory serves me best. And then they lost the national championship to uh, Alabama. So, could be correct. But it's the first time in a few years that – Georgia's actually, never won it. They've always choked, haven't they? Haven't they always choked? I thought they beat Alabama the year that they played in the championship. Maybe That's they how they did, got but... to the playoffs. Uh, and then they lost to them. When Tua came in and saved the day in overtime, but I could be mistaken on that. They may have gotten into the playoffs as a number two with a one loss, but I could have swore they won. You the might SEC be right. I can't. That year. I can't remember because I just because what stands out to me that year was what you're talking about. Tua throwing the freaking. I mean, I'm they assuming Greg. I'm it. assuming yeah, that was Greg, Jets right there. I was about to say. I'm talk. assuming Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator of that team too. I mean, it's just. It's Stupid ass call. I mean, Greg Williams is like Greg Williams gets the dumbass of the year for me. I mean, he's just an idiot. You it, went from Gator Cart guy to don't cover anybody. Good job. He's dude. always been the guy that thinks he's smarter than everyone else in the room, and he gets out coached when it's all said and done. He'll have some blurbs and he'll have some interesting things, and if people wonder why they didn't give him the Browns job, that's why he didn't give him the Browns job. People also forget this is the guy that was the headhunter for the for, you know, for the Saints. So he, you know he he's he's a dirty sob too, but he he gets dumbass of the year. But let me ask you, did he get a did he get a radio call in the ear? I mean, did they need to win that game yesterday? Would, would anyone hire him as a defensive coordinator next year? I wouldn't. 
I mean, I don't know. Have you seen the Titans' defense this year? We we could use a little help. I mean, I'm sure he'll. Any be- of these guys that have been fired, does Matt Patricia want to come uh, coach the defense? I mean, I'm looking for a D coordinator here in the mid state. I, w- I I wouldn't bring uh, Williams. Would not be uh, my guy if I was going to recap or retread. I'd go back the Schwartz route. But I, I mean, honestly, I, that play was so wide open and uncovered. I have to just seriously ask myself: Did he let him score? Did he let him score? I mean, why win the game? You're one and eleven. You're tied with the Jags. Is that correct? I think they're the other one and eleven team. No, they're they're winless. That's why you want to win the game because you don't want to go down as, as winless. Well, you don't want to go down and ruin another quarterback either, or miss another quarterback either. If that's their uh, end game, I mean, you don't want to win a game and screw yourself out of Lawrence. But winning one game, the Jets would still get the the pick. To my understanding, it would go to the Jets anyways because it would go down to uh your divisional record and remember oh, they're god awful at that. And, re- and remember the only win that the Jags have is in their own division. Whereas okay. winning like you don't want to beat the Dolphins, you don't want to beat the Bills or the Patriots, but gotcha. beating but beating the re- that's my understanding. I don't know if that's true. I've never even Googled it, but if that's what I've heard. I was like, okay well, I don't know why you'd make that up. So, you know, fair enough. <laughs> I just chalk it away. But um, it makes sense, right? But uh, the Jaguars did a good job of blowing their game yesterday. Um, it was funny. We we're sitting in that restaurant bar, and there all these people are going ape crap at the bar. There were Jags fans. Well, I say all these people, probably six. Uh, but... <laughs> I, well, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm and I'm looking at a buddy of mine. And I said, "Why are they getting excited? Do they not know what what this means if they win? It means they've solidified that they're never going to get the number one pick this year." And they kept hooping and hollering, and I wanted to stop by the bar and say, "Hey, dumbass, check it out. Commit late April." When you're having to draft Justin Fields and not Trevor Lawrence, this is why. This is why. So, you know, keep pulling for him to beat the Minnesota Vikings in the middle of December when it means absolutely nothing to anybody. Anyways, they luckily they avoided that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some NFL. Uh, get into, well, we got Monday night games and then uh, – we want to get Justin's reaction on a couple of big things that happened yesterday. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio, your number one source for sports in the U.S. Sorry, Magician's Code. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC 
the whole season long. Chris Davis is going to drop back into the end zone in single safety. But I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. Stop the world and let me off. Make sure to listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Primetime Drive Time. Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook Live. And make sure to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app. Google Android. Apple iPhone. Good enough for us down here in the Bible. Go Tigers and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wake up, y'all. It's time to get up with the Armchair Quarterbacks. The world of sports is changing every morning, so get up with the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. It's time to get up out of bed. Yeah, me and the boys, we made a lot of noise and we sang all our songs for free. We parted through college, acquired some knowledge, never did get a degree. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Um, I'm not sure what this means, Justin. And maybe it's a DraftKings thing. Sean says, should I cash out my three-team parlay to hit on Denver plus 14 and New England on the money line for 20 or roll the dice on the third leg? I'm thinking this is a pleaser and, and not a parlay, but uh, let me know what you think. Or roll the dice on the third leg. Washington plus seven to get him to 60. So I don't know if he's talking about hedging his bet on a parlay or if there's a way he can just cash out. Yeah. A lot of them have, or I know that uh, the one I use has a cash out option. Um, okay. I've never seen this. Is that DraftKings or something? Uh, MGM. Okay. All right, I've not, I've never seen that that cash out option because normally you hit a parlay, you got to do a parlay. So that's it. Well, you can do it on a lot of your uh, just straight up. Uh, fortunately, halfway through the game when it was seven six, you could cash out uh, on the Falcons money line and uh, pick up a little bit. I mean, it, it wasn't. I think the original odds is like plus two forty, and I mean you were probably getting a plus one ten at that moment, but. Uh, That'd be Saw tempting. writing on the wall that was going to go south, so I took my I took my winnings and uh, rolled on. So what I ended up losing that bet. So it, it's pretty uh, nice option. Um, gives you way to get out of some things. That's interesting that they do that online. Um, 
I knew them to do that live on in live sports books out in Vegas, but I didn't realize that they were starting that online. Um, so he's saying, should I go ahead and cash out? I think because what, because what my question was, is, is there any way to, to buy a point or anything like that? But he, but he must be talking about, um, just cashing out like you're talking about. If it were me, I think I go ahead and take my money and run. Cause I don't like the Redskins chances of, I know we've seen a lot of games cover, but t a touchdown isn't big enough. If that was like a 10 point spread, I like the Redskins chance of covering that. But seven just doesn't feel strong enough for me. Uh, the Steelers are at home. Not that that matters much in 2020, but the Steelers defense, I think it's going to stifle the Redskins. Yes, I know they're the Washington football team. Uh, they, they're going to stifle them. It's going to be hard for them to score more than about 15 points, I would think. And so can the Steelers get up around the 21 to 25 range? I think they can. I don't believe we're expecting James Conner to play today, but the rest of the pieces are going to be there, right? Correct. So... I would cash out. That's just my pick. I think I would rolling, too. I'm not rolling rolling twenty on the. I mean, essentially, you're you're betting twenty on the uh, Washington football team versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's just too rich for me. So I would take my twenty and run. I agree. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and re, re uh, reply that just in case he's not. He might have to step away with his you know kids getting ready for school and stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I say cash out. We kind of glanced that, but uh, I know you're all in on this the, the 49ers. So 49ers bills tonight. You, you leaning heavy Niners minus one? No, I I just okay. Honestly, if I it, the best teaser that I like today would be, and I'm taking it. The Steelers are a seven point favorite right now. What, what are, are the Niners plus one? At this point, Niners are minus one right now. It has now it has flopped. It it keeps going back and forth. At one point, the Niners were a three point favorite, and the Bills were a two point favorite. It's I haven't seen so much movement pre Monday on a on a on a Monday night football game that I've seen on this one. My gut feeling is so right now you've got Buffalo plus one. Yes, I think I would probably do a seven point teaser with Buffalo getting that. So it takes you to eight right get you a plus eight and then all the Steelers have to do is win but what I took was I took the Steelers to win and I took the over in that game the over is like 47 I think it would or 40 47 47 and a half is the Niners bills right now okay when I took it I think it was 47 and I think uh or 46 and a half I know that if I get to 40 I cover so I, I'm I don't have it in front of me but either I have it on a 39 or a, or a 39 and a half and to be able to tease that down. And so like, I want to say you, if you, let's say you bet 15 bucks, I think you'll win like 10, something like that on a two teams, seven point teaser. I liked the idea of just needing the Steelers to win. And then I think that's going to be a higher scoring game than what the experts think. Buffalo's defense has been, anything but lockdown and that Buffalo offense 
can move the ball. And Nick Mullins has done a pretty good job. And now they, you know, you know, they got Debo Samuel back. They've got Raheem Mostert back. I think Raheem Mostert, I, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll tell you what, looking to see what Raheem Mostert's, um, prop bet is for the, for, uh, tonight. I'm gonna try to pull it up real quick, but I think he's going to gash that Buffalo run defense. And so let me see if I've got it here. Show props. And let me see what we got here. Raheem Mostert. I'm thinking he's going to be around. They were talking about this yesterday. And I felt like his was pretty low, but I, I got to find him first. Uh, Mostert. Here, here we go. Mostert's total rushing guards, 59 and a half. I, th I think he gets that. What say you? That's man. That's that's still tough to be putting that on. Uh, is it fifty nine and a half? Fifty nine and a half on one of the bottom tier rush defenses in the National Football League. But it's on the road in Arizona. I don't know, man. I hate doing them with the spreads. I, every time I get trapped into one of them, uh, I got a five-way, one-game parlay, and I need Aaron Rodgers to keep throwing it to Devontae Adams, and I run up 10 yards short. So I hate the player yards props. Well, I'm I'm taking I, it. I'm I, taking I, it. That's my, that's my pick to click today. Yeah, I like the teaser that I gave out there, but I like the uh, Raheem Mostert one. You like any of the uh, wide receivers in the Steelers game? I think uh, Schuster and uh, Claypool are the two they're teasing out there with. I think it's forty and fifty yards, respectfully. Let me let me pull theirs up because I have not looked at those. I was going to do that. <laughs> That's one I was kind of going through. And uh, let me see. I know they flip flop this year the way that that Steelers offense has been going, but with Connor out, I would think that's going to put more of an emphasis on uh, Schuster and Claypool. I know one thing, Gibson getting 67 and a half yards, total rushing and receiving. I'd, I'd be willing to take the under on that one. I think he's going to struggle against that Pittsburgh defense. But you're talking about the Steelers receivers? Yes. We get down to it. Schuster's 60 and a half is what I have. Um, Schuster also five and a half receptions. Ooh, I think I'd like to take the under on that one. Five and a half receptions. He's got to get to six receptions. It's same thing with Deontay Johnson. He's seven receptions because it's six and a half. And then where's Claypool? Claypool's five. I'd be less likely to do Claypool because they they like to do some of those forward jet sweeps, which counts as a as a as a catch with him. So I'm I'm off that one. But with the receptions, I think I like taking the under. On Juju Smith-Schuster, six receptions, if it, and it pays a plus one fifty. I'll tell you something else, Eric Ebron. His over/under receptions is three and a half. You think? Do you think they're going to use Eric Ebron enough to get four receptions in a game? That usually gets like two catches. One might be for a touchdown, but I got some fantasy teams that need them four receptions this week. He, he doesn't, but he, but he's not like a a main. He's not a chain mover for them. 
He, he doesn't get on the field enough. I think his ceiling might be three three catches. He might get you a touchdown. Don't get me wrong, but four four catches is a lot. I don't know. Just when you start adding them all up, you're like, are they going to have that many completions against a really good Redskin uh, secondary? So it's hard for me to stay into them. Uh, I'm probably going to avoid those today. Most of mine, I'm seeing. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have yardage. at least one prop. I'm in, in a game in a day like today. You get a doubleheader on Monday night. You gotta have, you, know, you gotta have a prop. You gotta have a prop in each game. I'm gonna take Mostert. I haven't decided. I'll let everyone know before the end of the show. Well, I'm, I'm gonna do something in, in that game. Um, I'm, I'm, I might go more into the Redskins side of it and and uh, see what I can find that that's overpriced as far as someone getting catches or. Uh, I don't see, maybe it's cause he was on the injury report. Yeah. He McLaurin's not on, on this prop list that I have in front of me. And it's probably cause he was on the injury report for so long that they probably haven't put anything out there yet. Alex Smith, 20 and a half receptions. That's, that's an interesting one because his yards is two twenty five against the Steelers defense. That seems awfully ambitious is all I'm saying. Brian, by the way, who uh, watches every day's big Bengals fan, he said, we, he, I, I, I'd have to scroll up, but he basically said, we found out the Bengals can fight. <laughs> I missed that. Was there a scrap in that game? Oh, man, you didn't see this? The, I apparently missed that one. Okay, the, the uh, special teams guy for the Bengals – Loaded up and knocked and knocked into uh, Grant, the punt returner, before the ball ever hits him. He does it twice in eight minutes in an eight-minute span on the clock. So the second, the first time, everyone was like, "Man, that's messed up." They gave a flag. Da 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 da. The second time, the bench is cleared. Devontae Parker got kicked out. There's another receiver that got kicked out, but they didn't kick out the guy who's heat seeking missile. The thing is, I don't know if the kid was that. It did to me what it looked like the kid wasn't doing it intentionally, right? He's just really bad at his job. And he went, he just mistimed it. After the first one, you'd though, you would think you would lay off. And that's what got the Dolphins players mad. I mean, I mean, hell, the, the uh, Dolphins head coaches out there. Pushing and shoving. Flores. <clears throat> it was it, it was a sight to behold. I'm uh, that's the first thing I'm looking up as soon as I hop off. I don't know how uh, I missed that yesterday. I guess I got encompassed in that game last night and uh wow, forgot to even uh scroll back through and see what I missed. I'm surprised me. that they didn't have it all over the tube this morning. I I, I haven't seen it yet because I've got three devices on. I've yet seen it. I'm a little surprised that they haven't shown that. Yeah, I've got NFL Network in the background, and I haven't seen it this morning. So that's, yeah, uh, they are showing the miracle uh, hail mary to to DeAndre Hopkins from a month ago, but they're not showing that. I don't know what the hell's going on in NFL Network this morning. Um, let's uh, end this sucker with a little bit of sorry, dude, because I know you got to run. Um, chug a look, chug a look. What you got this week? Hey.
Sorry, bud. Uh, I'm prepared. Getting to them. Sorry, okay. dude. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'll start off with uh, Will Hell. I'll start off with the Tennessee Titans. Had the division all to your lonesome. Sorry, dude. You cannot go out there and put a practice squad guy out there. Play after play after play. At some point, can we play just zone prevent and just because because the man coverage crap is not working when you guy who runs about. I mean, hell, I think hell, I think I'd go toe to toe with this guy in the forty. What what you got? Yeah, uh, my, mine's going to be similar. Mike Vrabel, sorry, dude. Hire a defensive coordinator. Goodness gracious, there's plenty of them out there. I mean, if you want somebody you can just control around and be on your finger, go get Muschamp. I mean, I'll bring him to the collegiate world. I mean, just go get a D coordinator. Muschamp's a great D coordinator in college. I don't know that he would translate over to the NFL, but get somebody, man. Come on. Um, My next one up would be uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, dude. It sounds like... Lamar Jackson and company are going to be ready to roll tomorrow. And uh, I am so glad that I didn't listen to advice from this show yesterday when they were talking about. So I had a similar situation. We had a caller that uh, asked the question, do I start Herbert or do I start uh, Lamar Jackson roll the dice? And I had a similar situation. And I almost changed my mind because... They because uh, Stephen and uh, Sean put up a good case of why you start Herbert over Lamar Jackson, and last minute I said, "Yeah, to hell with that, man. I have got to get a win in this league, and I'm not. If I'm going to go down swinging, I'm going to go down swinging with Lamar Jackson, right? Because they still don't know for sure if he's going to play. I was like, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick up Sorley, McSorley, and if if he doesn't play, whatever, I'll, I'll roll the dice. But I'd rather have a chance with Jackson against. Dallas's terrible defense. Man, Justin Herbert, where the hell were you yesterday? You're sorry, dude. Anyone that's got his fa- him in your fantasy lineup last yesterday, sorry, dude. You probably just missed the playoffs. What else, Chaney? Pack what? your bags. Sorry, dude. <laughs> that's the best performance you could give me of all season was, well, Bailey was okay. And then Shrout comes in and takes over. What are we doing up there in Knoxville? I mean, are we training kids to uh, quarterback football programs, or are we just looking for somebody to hand the football off? What are we doing? No more retreads. Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, dude. You just wasted $138 million on nothing. Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback going forward. He's at least exciting to watch. At least he gives you a chance. My God, I think I saw if he's. Uh, it's going to be like close to a sixty million dollar hit on the cap. Yes, next year if they decide to release your boy Wentz. I think he. I, th- I think you're stuck keeping him as a backup, and hopefully he can turn into something down the road. Hell, maybe you can teach him to play tight end or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's an expensive trick play. We're going to keep him on the team so we can run a Philly special every once in a while with him. You got anything else? Uh, that's it for me, sir. Uh, the only one I've got left is uh, what? Alex Smith. Sorry, dude. <laughs> dude, you better fake an injury pregame because I, I think those Steelers, the Steelers defense is coming for you. What's your walk-off for the day, sir? 
Uh, remember, we got the doubleheader today. Uh, I think it's four central, five eastern. Uh, it's first kickoff, so uh, get your chores done, get your kids fed, and get ready. I believe it's on Fox. I'm confused because I went to look at my my guide this morning, and it's not on on my guide. But I'm just hoping it's the, the local idiots that haven't uh, updated it. They've because if they show local Bobo bobo crap news over the steelers versus redskins i'm gonna be pissed all right brother we'll see you tomorrow we'll be reacting to those two and we got tuesday night football this is a great week this is a great week baby we got football every night i think i think the basketball dominant program of the ut volunteers kicks off tomorrow so we'll be able to talk about that too who, who do they start with again oh i was so, ill prepared sorry that's all right I know Florida State plays Indiana Wednesday night, so I'm excited about that. And I guess I guess they play the Gators uh, Saturday morning, which is really weird. And I'm thinking that we'll probably cancel that. Florida State, Florida early in the season. That, that's does that happen normally? Yeah, no, normally it's actually earlier. It's it's, it's normally in November, uh, but for obvious reasons, it's in December this year. But it's strange for them to do it on Saturday morning. It's usually on a it's usually a night game. It's usually like Monday night, maybe sometime. Years ago, they used to do it Friday night before the Florida State Florida football game. So it was a great weekend to go in. You would go into Tallahassee or Gainesville, and you would get to see both games. But they they screwed that up years ago, and they never went back to it. But uh, from time to time, they've played it in Orlando. But Saturday morning, eleven a.m. is when it's. I guess they're doing it so early, so Florida State doesn't have a chance to uh, cancel the game because they're gonna have to get up at three or four in the morning to be able to cancel the game. <laughs> That's that's how we get you. That's how we get you. All right, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, man. We'll be back in a flash on the armchair quarterbacks. Doug is with us, and he's going to talk about how his Raiders got lucky. We'll be back in a flash. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the armchair quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning. And this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Hope you all had a great weekend. Sunday, week 13 in the National Football League looked like this. The Miami Dolphins down the Bengals 19-7. Tua Tunga Viola, 296 yards and a touchdown. The Tennessee Titans fall to the Browns 41-35 after falling behind 38-7 at the half. Field rolling to the right, looking deep. We've got a man wide open. It's the rookie, Peoples Jones, and he is going to take it to the house. That's a 75-yard touchdown for the speedster. The Browns have the Ravens next Monday night, while the Titans travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts 26-20 winners over the Houston Texans. They're now tied atop the division with the Tennessee Titans. Jaguars lose a close one in overtime, 27-24. Vikings march on. Saints, 21-16 winners over the Atlanta Falcons. Taysom Hill, 232 yards passing and two touchdowns with 83 on the ground. Lions outlast the Bears 34-30. They're both 5-7, holding on for hope in the NFC wildcard playoffs. The Raiders needed a miracle to come from behind to beat the New York Jets, and defensive coordinator Greg Williams 
of the Jets provided that miracle. He sent an all-out blitz into the Raiders' backfield with 13 seconds left on the clock, no timeouts. The problem was the Jets' defensive back that was left out on an island was an undrafted rookie. The Jets remain winless. The Raiders move to 7-5. Rams showing blitz. Back to pass goes Murray. Gets rid of it far side, and it's picked off by Hill, and he's going to take it back for a touchdown. That'll do it. A pick six for Troy Hill as Kyler Murray tried to throw it to the far side. Hill read it, jumped it, picked it, took it back, and the Cardinals are going to be a 500 team after today. Another terrible game by Kyler Murray has the Cardinals at 6-6. Six and six. They lose 38-28 to the Rams. The Rams improve to 8-4. The New York Giants went into Seattle and stunned the Seahawks. Giants, winners of now four in a row, are 5-7. They win 17-12. The Seahawks fall to 8-4, tied with the Rams atop the NFC West. And the Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. Now lofts it, right side, and he's got Tudman, touchdown! Rodgers nearly sacked, able to escape, and found Tunyon wide open down the right side. And to the right side for Lazard, quick toss left side, Devontae's got it. He gets by Slay, to the pylon, for the end zone, touchdown! Devontae Adams with a touchdown reception, and for Aaron Rodgers, his 400th career touchdown pass. He's the fastest of 400. That performance sent the Packers to a 9-3 record, winning 30-16 over the Eagles. Jalen Hurts came in to fill in it in the fourth quarter. He provided a spark along with the special teams. Carson Wentz, the $138 million man, will be sitting on the bench next week. Patriots blank the Chargers 45 to nothing. Cam Newton doing most of the damage. Chiefs 22 to 16 winners over the Broncos Sunday night. Mahomes played adequately, beating a Broncos team that actually moved the ball pretty well. It's funny how much better an offense looks when they don't have a wide receiver playing quarterback. Today, we've got a doubleheader in the National Football League, so don't forget, 5 o'clock on Fox, Steelers host Washington. At 8.15, it's Bills and Niners. Tomorrow, we're set Cowboys and Ravens, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock kickoff. And that's your Armchair Quarterback's wake-up show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com, listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. Weekends in the fall just got a hell of a lot better. Saturday mornings, it's Dixie Football Nation, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. We talk SEC, ACC, the Big Ten, and more. It's the only true Southern football kickoff show on Facebook Live. You don't want to miss it. And now on Sunday mornings at a new time, we're going 11 a.m. Eastern, 
to noon Eastern with the NFL Fantasy Football Stardom Sinem Pick'em Show. We do DFS, season-long fantasy, and we keep a winning record against the spread. 8 to 9 Eastern Saturdays, 11 to noon on Sundays. The Armchair Quarterbacks have got you covered all football season long. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Doug got himself a big W. Yes, I figured we would bust out the autumn wind uh, intro. We don't do it every show, every Monday, but it, when it's a big one, we'll we'll bust it out. Doug, how are you, man? Doing well. Feeling very lucky this morning. Very I, lucky. I bet so, man. I, I hope you sent Mr. Greg Williams a bouquet of roses. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, <laughs> What a moron. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised considering he used to be our defensive coordinator for a while. I think he's been everybody's defensive coordinator at some point. He's had a cup of coffee as a DC somewhere and everywhere but DC. I mean, he, he's, and he's going to be on his way out the door. I would be surprised if he makes it to next weekend. I, I think you got to fire him. You got to fire him if you're Adam Gase. I get it that they're trying to lose, but just get that crap out of the locker room, right? Let, yeah. Adam Gase knows he's getting fired. He's not a, He's not stupid. He, he can read the, the handwriting on the wall. But when you're trying to get your next job, show that you have some kind of control of the situation and you got to get rid of – look, everyone has known for a while that Greg Williams is a cancer in, 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 in locker rooms. I was yeah. a little surprised when, when Adam Gase brought him in. As his coordinator, but I think he was trying to save the ship, so to speak. Well, let's be honest. I was extremely surprised when the Jets brought in Adam Gase. I mean, my God. You saw how bad he was in Miami. Why the hell did you bring him to your own? You saw firsthand how bad he was. And on a division rival, he gets fired. And you go, I got to have this guy. This guy's the quarterback whisper. Let me whisper him. Yeah. Uh He's great. Did a great job. All those years with Tannehill didn't do a thing. Tannehill changes zip codes. And the next thing you know, he's, he's up for the MVP the very next year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on from that, the uh, the Raiders get the big W. And the, you know, the biggest thing that comes out of this is that if they lose that game, it gets real hairy really quick in the playoffs. For the, oh, yeah. the Raiders right now, they're sitting at eighth, so they're on the outside looking in. There's a lot of football to be played left. 
They're seven and five. The Colts are eight and four. They got a matchup coming up with them. The Ravens, if they win like expected tomorrow, they'll be seven and five. And then you've got the the Patriots are still are still hanging on by a nail. They're sitting at six and six. Big impressive win yesterday in Charger Land. You know, I thought Anthony Lynn was going to be pretty solid in his ability to come back as the head coach of the Chargers. I feel like they've shown right. some promise. He's done a pretty good job. But man, when you lose 45 to nothing at home, I don't care who it's to, that is not going to sit well with ownership. I wonder if Anthony Lynn gets a stay of execution or if he ends up getting hit on the chopping block by the end of the season, they'll, they'll let him coach out the season. I'm not, I'm not concerned about him getting fired before the end of the season. He's had a lot of close losses. A lot of things could have went the Chargers' way, and they could be in the playoff discussion. They've, he's done a very good job of developing the young quarterback in Herbert. But for whatever reason, I did not watch that game yesterday. Wasn't on here locally. And when that game was going on, there was good football being played, so I didn't watch any of the – Chargers game I was more locked in to the the Giants Seahawks and I would flip back and forth just keep an eye on what's going on with the Packers but I I kind of knew where where that was heading Giants Seahawks and uh the uh the NFC West battle of the Rams versus the Cardinals that had my interest did did you even watch much of this Charger game I looked at I looked at a, like a like the third and fourth quarter. And uh, it was just, you know, you talk about Lynn, this was just a game that they, um, uh, what's it, uh, the Patriots just, they had it earmarked. They did it. And Lynn had nothing. They had no, obviously by the score, they had no, no answer for it. They were just completely confound. They looked very confused yesterday. They were just outplayed and out, especially outcoached yesterday. So, and that's, I think it's a real story. 26 completions by Herbert, but yeah. 53 attempts. Mm-hmm. When you are below 50% pass completion in the NFL, that's not good. And especially that many attempts. And it looks like to me that they abandoned the run game pretty quickly. Eckler and yeah. Balage both had eight and seven carries respectively. They totaled for 70 yards rushing. So you didn't get anything going on the ground. Obviously nothing through the air. And then from the defensive side, what it looks like to me is that Cam Newton just methodically picked them apart on the ground and in the air. You know, he only had 69 yards passing, but it was the short attempts to keep the ball. And then the other thing that I keep saying, as far as highlights that I kept saying, was that the special teams was dominant for, for New England. They had a punt return for a touchdown. They had another one that almost came back for a touchdown. A couple of their big special teams plays. Across the board, this is just what we call an old-fashioned taken behind the woodshed. I mean, yep. th- I mean this is this was this is embarrassing if you're a Charger. If you're a Charger fan, yep. it, it was embarrassing. But not going to harp I on mean, that game because it doesn't have a lot to do with the playoffs uh, other than the fact that it did keep the Patriots on live support. I still think seven losses is going to eliminate you. So they have 
they have, they have one stay of execution left. If they can run the table and go ten and six, they've got a chance. But if they go nine and seven, I think it becomes increasingly difficult to make the playoffs because when the teams you're chasing are the Titans slash Colts, the Raiders, Ravens, and they all will probably finish the week with with five wins, five losses. Excuse me. We'll have weeks 14, 15, 16, and 7. We'll have four weeks left. And you need, you would need Tennessee and the Colts to lose three of the next four. And you would need the Raiders and the Ravens to lose two of the next four. And then, and then, and then, and then you also, have to, and then you get all the weird tiebreakers and crap. So, You've got to – I think you got to run the table if you're New England. And real yeah. quick, we'll take a look at New England's schedule just to see where they're at. But they're at the Rams next week. I think that could be the death nail. And if they – if even if you say, oh, well, maybe you could get it. Seven losses, this could happen, that could happen. Then they got to play the Dolphins on the road. All right, well, they win one of those. Okay, we're still alive. Then they come home and play the Bills. They've got the Dolphins, Rams, and Bills the next three weeks. And if they can get to the final week of the season in holding their own destiny, they do get to end the season against the Jets, and that's great. But how are you going to get there? Yeah, I, I don't see them win them the next two out of three. I don't see them winning. They have to at least go two and one, right? Yeah, there's, you have to. There's no way... That you could be sitting there seven and eight, about to play the Jets, and think you have a shot at the playoffs. Bare mm -hmm. minimum, you have to be eight and seven, and I think you have to be nine and six. But if they can get to the Jets game at nine and six, the Patriots will will probably punch their ticket. But I just don't see it. Uh, moving on to your boys, the Raiders. They have got an interesting stretch coming up. Starting this weekend, they got host the Colts. the Colts. Go Raiders, baby. Come on, baby. Help us out. We need some help. Yeah. Uh, then they then they host the Dolphins. No, I'm sorry. Colts and Chargers back-to-back, -back, and then the Dolphins. They have three consecutive home games. That's why I still contend the Raiders have a very good chance of making the playoffs. When you're at home for three weeks in a row, you got to think you're going to get two wins. Yeah, but the guys, this Colts win. The, the Colts and the Dolphins are probably the two most important games left on that schedule. And the way the Colts were playing yesterday, we can't play like we played against the Jets against the Colts. Because the way that Colts defense, especially played yesterday, we're gonna we're gonna end up with very very hurt feelings if we play. You know, I gave the Ra Raiders credit for winning, but it was probably the ugliest, worst win I've ever seen them win in in years. I don't give them a lot of credit for that win yesterday. That was more of a was Henry it? Ruggs made up for every mistake he made game, and thank God we have Dar Darren Waller. Or the Jess easily could have won. Darren day. Waller had himself a day. Hey. 200 yards receiving from a tight end? That's just stupid. That doesn't that even make sense. NFL that's a, in, in NFL record books, that's the fourth best performance by a tight end in NFL history yesterday. That was fantasy wise. That might be the greatest one ever. Yeah, 
I don't ever remember seeing. Now we have a high scoring system, but I don't ever remember seeing a tight end in our leagues going for sixty points. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yep. You you went up against Darren Waller yesterday. You probably lost, mm-hmm. especially if you had Derrick Henry. We'll, 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 we'll get into the fantasy here in a second. But yeah, Raiders and the, the, this is going to be interesting, man. You get the Raiders. At home against the Colts this week, I contend they have to win that game because that could yeah. very well be a team that they could be fighting out tooth and nail for the seventh seed, sixth seed um, on a tiebreaker. If you can get that tiebreaker, I'm going to call it right now. I think the Raiders are going to win that game. I know they've looked really bad the last two weeks. But that West Coast to East Coast is a thing. Everyone thinks it's not a thing. They think I'm like talking about UFOs or something. West Coast, East Coast, I see it with my own eyes every single year. I see it almost every single week. You don't get the big dramatic as much. It's a little bit. It's not as dramatic when you go East Coast to West Coast. Because you're usually just playing a little later in the day, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the NFL. It's a little different if you're playing. If you were, look, if you were a college football team, let's say Boston College went out to UCLA and played a 10:30 at night kickoff. I think that would that would dr- dramatically affect the game. I do because you're talking about kids who aren't who aren't used to playing football till two in the morning local time. You're going to start dragging mentally. There's going to be a jet lag, but when you're talking about the Raiders playing the Colts. The Colts, that game's kicking off at 3 o'clock local time, you know, for the Colts. Right. That's not terribly late in the day, right? But it is different when you talk about kicking the ball off at 1 o'clock Eastern and you and you come from the West Coast or Mountain Time, you're talking about kicking the ball off around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning, your time, which means getting up and getting taped up and all that stuff that a lot of fans don't realize that goes on. You're getting your ass to the stadium local time around five, six o'clock in the morning. And you could try to go to bed early and da, 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 da. But half the team is going to be wired up and can't go to sleep. We are creatures of habit, and whatever time you normally wake up, if you're affected by an hour or so, I can tell you this, almost every Monday I'm exhausted because my wife always has to get up early for to get to work just a little earlier, and I'll get up with her just so I'm not, you know, that sad sack laying in the bed, right? Um, I'm always dragging. By the time we get done with the show, I'm always dragging because first of all, I have to deal with you, Doug, and you know you just exhaust me. No, I'm joking. Uh, but, <laughs> but but I'm always dragging. Well, I'm not even strapping it up and going out and playing. It always affects you. And when you're talking about affecting you by by two or three hours, I can only imagine. You know, I don't. I do most of my stuff pre pre show the night before because I'm up watching games, so I might as well do it right. So I usually get up a couple hours before. The, the beginning of our show, but I, if I can imagine if I, we start the show at eight, I usually wake up around six ish, but can you imagine like if you had to wake up around three or four in the morning to get, to, to get ready for the show, man, by the time we hit eight o'clock, I'd be sitting with toothpicks in my eyes going, Oh God. Yeah. So I just, 
you're out there trying to play football. You're trying to hit people and tackle people, make mental adjustments. You get a W on the on the East Coast, just take it. Remember last year, they blew them out. Yeah. They blew them out. The Jets, I mean, the Jets suck, but they're at home and they're playing a West Coast team. It's going to happen. So I think y'all have a really good chance of beating the Colts. I really do. I'm excited about that. I hope that is the local game, the 4 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it won't really matter because we'll be up at the up at the uh, establishment we were at yesterday watching the game. But I'm excited yeah. about Raiders-Colts, 4 o'clock. That's, that's a fun one. And then after that, you get the Chargers. That's a Thursday night game. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The Dolphins, that's going to be a big game. That looks like that is possibly on a sat- yeah, that's the Saturday after Christmas. It's the night game. So that's big. And you can't snooze on the Broncos at the end of the season. You can't do it no. because it's a rivalry. We saw how, how tough the Broncos played the Chiefs last night. And it's in Denver. It's their last game of the season. They're a young team. They're they're a young team that's looking to build on for next year. They're not an old team that's pissed off and just ready for the season to be over with, right? Right. You know, this season didn't go our way. All right, screw it. We'll get back to it next year. I'm ready to go golfing. They're not the Falcons. The Falcons by week 17 might be packed in. They might go, eh, I don't know, dude. I'm not going out there getting hit and getting hurt. I'm all, man, I'm... I think I think Julio Jones is up for a new contract. He's 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 not going to be one hundred percent committed on week seventeen, but the Broncos will. That's going to be an interesting um, situation down the stretch. The Titans, Titans fans out there, get you get. There is no loss this week that can be explained and be okay. You have got to beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville, even oh, yeah. if it's by a point. You've got to get the win. Now, I think. I think to keep your mental faculties together, you need to blow them out and get everything calmed back down because that game against Cleveland was embarrassing in the first half. Second half, they come. Did I not tell you they're going to come roaring back and making? I got within a field goal of the final score. I should have put mm-hmm. some money on that. I didn't think about it. I, uh, you, you, you can make some in-prop bets. Uh, I, I didn't think about it when we were sitting there. Um, but the Titans can get have a chance to get the reason why I still think the Titans are going to win that division is because we you know we talked about this before, but the Colts are going to play at the Raiders. Then they're going to have to come back home and play the Texans again. We see it every time when you play your your division rival two times in three weeks. The it it usually goes to a split. The Tennessee Titans are going to get mm-hmm. the Jaguars and the Lions the next two weeks. If you nice if you can get up. to ten and four, then that Packers game is not huge, right? You got to go to Green Bay Sunday. I guess that's a Sunday night game, um, Christmas weekend. But it's yeah. it's that's a fun. Can we get the win? That's not a ah, we're going to Green Bay. Ah, season's on the line. What are we gonna do? So you get, that's exactly what I'll be doing around eight twenty on December twenty seventh if that's going down. I'm gonna be pacing back and forth. Uh, uh, Texans is the final game for the for the Titans. 
So there, there you have the AFC in a nutshell, their playoff race. We, you know, we know the Steelers and the, the one thing that's going to be interesting is Buffalo. You know, you keep expecting Miami to keep stubbing their toe and stubbing their toe. If Buffalo loses tonight, which is not on the realm of possibility, we've got a flat footed tie with Buffalo and Miami in the AFC East. Yep. Buffalo won the first matchup and they get Miami to end the season, which could be for the division. But it's in Buffalo, January 3rd. Oh. Advantage Bills. Yeah. I have said this for years. It is horse crap that the Dolphins have to go to Buffalo in late December and in January. Why don't they play? Why don't they do this smartly? For the fans, too. Because when they played the Dolphins... It was week two in the middle of September. So it's hotter than you know what in Miami in September, right? Mm -hmm. So for the fans, Miami and Buffalo, the home game should be in Buffalo in September. And the road game should be in Miami in December slash January. Much more comfortable for the fans and the players. If y'all have, if you look, I don't know where everyone's hearing us today and where you're living and whatnot, but if you have never sat in a football game in freezing temperatures and in blazing hot temperatures to compare them, 99 times out of 100, I would much rather be in the freezing cold sitting there watching yeah. the game. You can put layers on. You can find ways to keep yourself warm. It'll be a little miserable, but if you come prepared, you'll be okay. You get to a game in Jacksonville in September when the humidity is 180%. The sun's beating down on you at 95 degrees the entire game because they love to kick off the game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, which I've never understood. Why the hell the Jacksonville games are not 4 o'clock kickoffs mandatory? I mean, the CDC should put that out there. They say, it ain't healthy, man. We can't be having y'all having heat strokes down there. But if you've never sat in that and you just boil and bake, it sucks. There is nothing fun about it because wind does not carry through a stadium no matter where you sit. You if, In a normal year when you have a bunch of fans in the stadium, you're, you're packed in. You're sweating every orifice, right? Mm-hmm. And then to top it off, people are having you blocked in what little wind that could be hitting. You're just stinking on each other. You're about to have a heat stroke. And you're expected to go to ball games in that junk. Well. That's why Dolphins Bills should be in in Buffalo in September and in Miami in December. And I don't want to hear how it should should rotate. Screw that. That's stupid. Stupid. There's a reason why every single time that Southern Cal plays Notre Dame in Notre Dame, they play it in October. Mm -hmm. But when Notre Dame plays Southern Cal in California, they play it in December. I mean, late November. Right. Because Southern Cal says, I'm not going to Notre Dame in late December. 
And and Notre Dame likes to have a a California trip every uh, every November, so they flip flop between Stanford and and USC. But every November they're in California. Well, I was just going to say that with Buffalo playing Buffalo in January, that 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 cold becomes a weapon for the Buffalo Bills. So I could I, I could see Buffalo wanting to hold on to that that home game in uh, November, especially or uh, January. I could see that, but I bet if you ask the Buffalo players, how is that game down in Miami on 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 a September twelfth? How'd that oh, treat you? I bet you they would gladly flip flop it. They would gladly flip flop it. They'd say, you know what? So. It sucks. It sucks. I'd much rather be playing in Miami. It sucks. And the other thing you always have to keep up with, too, one of the reasons why I think Miami should be on the road the first three weeks of the year, every season, there's Mm -hmm. usually a hurricane that's brewing down there. You want to get to October, you still have a chance there could be a hurricane, but you lessen the odds. Right. All right, whatever. I'll get off that soapbox. Let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to complain about our fantasy football teams. Doug and I's favorite time of the week. And uh, y'all y'all feel free to, to chime in, too, because if you got some complaints, we want to hear them. And there are three games left this week. What do you need to happen for you to get your big W's? Chime in, call in if you want to. The number's up on the screen. And if you don't want to call in, just uh, chime in on the Facebook. We would love to hear from you. We'll be back in a flash on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Let me tell you something. If the U.S. government decides to stick a tracking device up your ass, (laughs) you say thank you. (laughs) And God bless America. Do you love to shop for guns? We're also looking for friendly service. Well, the search is over. Top Gun Supply here in St. Augustine is the friendly gun shop. The staff is very knowledgeable. Frank and Kirk can answer whatever questions you may have and assist you with your AR build. They have a great selection of ammo at great prices. They also carry a full line of targets, cleaning supplies, Lucas Oil products, and firearm magazines. Top Gun Supply is a Glock Blue Label dealer for military and first responders. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by Top Gun Supply of St. Augustine, 525 State Road 16, here in the Westgate Plaza. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. Rifle in a gun rack, hanging in the back. The Armchair Quarterback Show, weekdays, coast-to-coast Southern Sports Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook Live today. And tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Wish that I was on a rocky top down in the Tennessee hill. Ain't no smoky smoke on rocky top. Ain't no telephone bill. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterback. Against the blitz. Touchdown Florida State. Rock Preston. Scores the touchdown, and now it's Bowden's decision, and he sends Maori onto the field right away. Danny Cannell is the holder. Maui ties it. This game is over. A 31-31 tie. A 
31 tie. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Justin Ross, a freshman wide receiver, big, rangy. And Trevor Lawrence knows, throw it up against that single coverage. Give him a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball. If you're a fan of the ACC, pull up an armchair. You're home. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country when God wasn't looking. Although edited, tonight's thriller contains suspense and violence, which may be unsuitable. Parental discretion is advised. Hi, this is Britney Spears. What up, what up, this Jay-Z. This is Jennifer Lopez. I'm Cher. Hello, my friends. The time is here. It's the very best of all times of the year. It's the reason I'm cheesing and feeling so fine. It's fantasy football time. Welcome back. It's fantasy football time. Your screen changed, Doug. What's going on here, man? Now we're from under your chin now as opposed to we had a nice view of you. What's going on here? I know. Sorry, I had to had to uh, little computer glitch, so we had to switch sides. Gotcha. Um, well, we'll make do. Um, <laughs> all right. So, first thing that I've got to look at here. First thing that I'm going to in this league that I'm looking at. This is my I call it my stupid dynasty league because the the rules are stupid. The commission is <laughs> stupid. The whole thing is stupid, but I'm very competitive, so I play anyways, right? Uh, this mm-hmm. is the one that gate they had the they had ridiculously uh, unfair trade with the uh, what's his name uh, Metcalf, not not well, Metcalf, uh, CMC. Um, oh yes, Christian McCaffrey. So th- this is the same league. And I'm actually playing the guy that runs the league, right? And so he is in, he is in the clubhouse. He's gotten all his guys in. Uh, he made a couple of mistakes, but realistically, he started the best team he could start. So he this is this is a difficult scoring league. This is not like ours. So he's got 114 points. I have a 80. I have 80. I need this win to solidify me winning my division. If I lose, I'll probably make the playoffs, but there's an outside chance I don't make the playoffs because only four of the uh, 12 teams make the playoffs in this league. Once again, stupid league. Um, we you know, Oh, and to make it worse, you play weeks. The playoffs start weeks 14-15 is one round, 16-17 is another round. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun, right? But no, because yeah. you got to play week seventeen, and everyone's eliminated. And you to win the game, you win it all. You usually have to trash your lineup. You usually have to trash your roster because yeah. you're having to pick up bozos to be able to make some kind of a of a move. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do if I'm in it this year because my team is too good and too stacked for me to just drop a bunch of players. But there'll probably be some guys that I'll have to kick by the wayside so I can try to make some kind of a move, right? Um. Anyways, what I have left is Deontay Johnson this afternoon, or I could put Benny Snell in there. I'm on the fence. 
It's a flex option. I could do either one. And then tight end, I have Andrews, Mark Andrews, who's coronavirus. Uh, I don't know if what he's going to end up being eligible or not. If he can't play, I'm, I, I can slide Mr. Dalton Schultz into the lineup. So I picked him up for that specific reason. It's stupid to have to pick him up, but th th this is 2020. And then I've got my man, Lamar Jackson, who's probably going to play, but if he's not, I had to pick up McSorley as a backup plan. Because if he doesn't play, I did not want to start Andy Dalton against that Baltimore defense. And because they're playing this game on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, I had I had to make this decision, right? Right. If this game was being played today, I'd have a few options out there. But no, they put this game on a Tuesday, and so I'm painted into a corner. So hopefully all that goes down. And I, In a perfect world, I get Lamar Jackson, I get Mark Andrews, and away we go. And then I'm not sweating as much between Deontay Johnson and... And Benny Snell, I'm kind of on the fence there. They're they're both projected to score about the same amount. The thing is with Benny Snell, you know he's going to get the touches because it doesn't look like James Conner is going to play. But when it comes to receiver, you're in everyone's hands as far as what do they decide to dial up today. So I'm 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 leaning and putting Snell in. What what say you? My entire, well, to be ironic for tonight's game, my entire season depends on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Everywhere where I'm trying to either get into playoffs or hold my spot, like in the um, radio league, I'm playing um, Justin. Steelers defense is, they got, they got to make their points or I could potentially lose in that league. And to even to make the playoffs, we're playing in the, um, let me see the auction tube league that we play in. I got a cartwheel my way into the playoffs. And the only way I can do it after um, yesterday, Pittsburgh defense okay. all across the board. So your team is lay down, right? Yep. And you God, you're four and eight and you have a yeah. chance to make the playoffs. Sad as that is. Yes. Because I got uh, the commissioner needs to get his head out of his ass and change those rules. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it next year. Do it next well, year. Well, we were say. going to make it four. The reason why uh -huh. I expanded it was because of 2020. I knew it was going to be a screw year. I was like, you know what? Who gives a crap? It makes it more interesting. Um, I still always kind of like, even when you only have a six, six man, uh, sorry, eight man league, I still mm. like the six. Because the because the top two get rewarded, right? right. So that's that's my reasoning for it. Um, so you have to you're playing Will, yeah, and Will is already in the playoffs. Yep, he has a 19 point lead on you. Yep, and that's with yep, that's a nineteen. And the only thing that you only thing you have left is Pittsburgh's defense. Correct. I think you're gonna get that. Yep, just as long as they play well. I think the Steelers I mean, get thirty points easy. 
I, re- I really do. I think they're going to dominate. Yep. I hope so, because I'm also dependent upon that with Rocky Top. Now, with Justin, it's more of I'm fighting for a first-round bye. Oh, you're uh, in anyways. What are you worried about? You're in. How so? Because the team that you're going, that you're tied with, Ken, he's getting his ass kicked. Yes. And he's not going to score as many points as you are anyways, and you have the points lead. That's why you're ranked sixth in the in the league. Move your hairy arm, forearm, Doug. I only see your sorry, freaking hairy sorry, arm. Sorry, I was looking. It would take a well, miracle, have- an absolute miracle for you not to. You would have to lose, which I don't see happening. And the only thing Ken could do would be to come back and win. But he's got, dude, he's got Ronald Jones in his lineup. That guy's oh, on a I buy. So he's he's not paying attention to his team. You're in. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm, well, I, I'm is- not going to give him a heads up. Anyone who's not starting their lineup, to hell with them. Now, had he well, done something crazy like put Phil- New England's defense in yesterday, you'd be you'd be sweating because because mm-hmm. if y'all end up tied, you're going to get the tiebreaker because you're going to score more points than him over the over the year, right? Right. For him to come back and win, he would have to get a dominant performance out of Josh Allen and the Dallas defense. I mean, why the hell is Dallas even in your damn lineup? Why is when is Dallas? It's been three years since it's been worth having the Dallas Cowboy defense. Do you Very see fair. why I say certain guys aren't going to be in our league next year? Because I'm tired of mm-hmm. that junk. That <laughs> junk. What are they doing in our leagues? I don't know, but I give. I'll you, get someone um, else to take over that team. That's just absurd. He's he, yeah. He's got to have two players that are worth keeping in an auction too. And you know he's got Josh Allen and he's got Devontae Adams. Someone's gonna want that team. Uh, you know he's got other options too, but that's just junk. Playing, I mean, it's the same guy that do like auto drafts all the time, right? But I give you know the one thing is to, in our radio league, I give Justin a lot of credit. He scored a lot of points yesterday. Talking about a fantasy blowout. He's already he's almost got two hundred points himself this uh, week. I'm playing him in the in the radio league this week, and he is his team went off yesterday. That's a, that's I mean, one of my worst teams is the, is the radio league. I can't remember. Did we do that auction style? No, we didn't. Did we? Yes, we did. We did. Oh no, okay. we did. No, um, I don't. I, I don't. No, I remember we being didn't. On air. We didn't because we drafted on air and we didn't know how long that would yeah. take. Right. Yeah. If, if, yeah. we're, if we ever do an if we ever do a live draft on air that's auction, it's gonna have to just be open ended to how it's gonna have to be like a long podcast, right? Because there's no uh, telling how those damn things are gonna last. Um, yeah, that is one of my worst worst teams. I mean, I, I'm fourth in the league. I'm gonna make the playoffs, but my team's not very good. Well, I tell you what, uh, God, Rocky Tops at the bottom of the barrel, and he scored that many points. That's what I'm saying. What do you have, Corey <laughs> Davis or something? Go off? Do you have some bum that? that, that oh, he had. Well, he had Tannehill go off at the end, like we were talking about. He had. Um, 
He had Miami's defense against Cincinnati. That's a bigger part of it. Carson Carson was good for 20 for him. So, yeah, he was, it was pretty Crimea much. But Crimea Rivers has hit the skids. Yeah, he has. He was 9-0. and He's going to drop four in a row. Yeah. Yep. And so has Mr. Buck's Icy Hot, too. Both of them. Both of them were the class of the league for like the first six, seven, eight weeks. And they both have fallen off. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I just wanted to solidify my first round bye. Icy Hot will still get the third seed, though. So, because he scored a lot of points. Look, you, you, you know how you know my team sucks? Look at the points scored for my team compared to the teams above me. Uh, Icy Hot, your team, and, and Rivers, you've got me by about 150 points over, over the calendar year. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Don't count me out. Just... Don't count me out, but I'm saying that team sucks. I'll I know have, how you feel. I'll I know how home. you feel. I've got the same situation in that auction, too, league. How I'm going to make the playoffs is. <laughs> Uh, that just, luckily we're not playing, we're playing six playoff well, my teams. My team's not, not that four. bad. I'm not four and eight. I'm seven and five. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm competitive. Saying- Your team's not competitive. Four and eight, you should just no. roll up and go home. Uh, no, no, no. Basically, like- you know what it is? You know what letting you in the fantasy playoffs is? It's, it's like allowing the NFC East to exist. Like we, 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 we shouldn't let it exist. Uh, in a league on, that please. I'm in a league that so this one of the few money leagues I'm doing this year, um, I am going to be in a dog fight. I still think I get the W because I think I'm under underrated on this. Um, I'm going up against the Cheeseheads, who has Baltimore's defense slated to score 24, but I think they'll score much more than that. I am up by five points. They have the Cheeseheads and they have Zach Moss. Okay. So Baltimore's defense and Zach Moss. I'm up by five points. I have Deontay Johnson and uh, Josh Allen. So I I like my chances because I think Allen and Baltimore's defense are probably going to go toe-to-toe for points. I think they'll both get around 30. I do need a good game from Josh. I cannot get a stinker. Um, And then Deontay Johnson, I think he outscores Zach Moss. I would hope that he would. Live live projection right now has me winning by nine, but I can never bank on any of that junk. Um, In our auction two-keeper league, I'm going to win this week. That's gonna leave me. I think I'm. I think I'm pretty much stuck at third place. I don't think there's a there's a way for me to whittle my way up. So let me see who's leading this league. Uh, Lynch mob. This is one of the first times Lynch mob's had a good team in a while. Lynch mob's lead. Rocky Top's got a good team. This team is like Bizarro World, uh, upside down. Is this the one that you're? Yeah. Your, yeah, this is yeah, this is the one I'm. This is bizarre world because you're because you're usually doing pretty well, and Lynch Bob and Rocky Top are usually struggling, and they're doing really well in this league. This was the this auction two keeper. Okay, so yep. 
Uh, other usual suspects. Will is in it. I'm surprised that, that uh, David made it because David usually doesn't pay attention if there's not money involved. So, man, I sit here and have to listen to freaking Stephen give me fantasy advice every every damn week. He's three and nine in this league. What the hell's yep. going on with his team? I bet this team's loaded up with teams players. I told him not to draft. <laughs> Let me see who he's got. Uh, he might have got old fashioned injury bug on this one. Let me see. God, Let's his see. team is not impressive at all. Well, I mean, Goff Woods, Thaling, or yeah, Thaling. Who was his quarterback to start it off? Because he's got Goff and Taysom Hill. You know that's not who he started with. I don't know. I, wa- I wonder if he had Dak Prescott. And he his receiving him. core is blah. I mean, Woods and Thielen, there's no depth. I, Fuller was suspended for the year, so you give him a pass on that. But Fuller wouldn't have been drafted very high anyways. Uh, DJ Chark, that was that was a dumper one. Yeah. This and, team's just uh, not impressed. Well, his running backs stink too. I don't know who he started off with his run. I would love to see what this team looked like when it first started because, my God, it looks terrible. And this guy's giving fantasy advice. Gallman and Gibson. Well, I know that, that's who he started, but you know he didn't draft those guys. I, I'm sure he drafted J.K. Dobbins because he was really big on him all year long. He, he still thinks he's – J.K. Dobbins will finally have a big game and it won't matter to him, right? He'll blow up against the Cowboys and the team's been eliminated. Um, but I don't even see anyone on his IR that I'm like, okay, well, well, maybe this. Wait a minute, this is auction two keeper. He, he had Saquon Barkley. Oh, okay. Because he dropped him and I picked him up for like six bucks. So mm-hmm. I, I get to keep him next year for $16. He dropped them. Why, why would you? Why would you just? Oh, I, well, I think he had a. Price, I think but. his entire uh, roster was loaded up, and he just wasn't thinking about being able to keep them. Yeah. And he said, after I did it, I thought to myself, he said, you know, I saw you pick him up, and I was like, why is he picking him up? And then he realized what I did. I thought about putting it in for a dollar, but I was like, man, what if he's trying to pull a tricky move? Right. Yeah. He's gonna drop them, and thinking nobody's gonna put the put the kibosh on it. And so when he drops them, he's going to pick them back up for a dollar or two, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I better put something in. I actually almost put a little more than that in. But I was like, I better put something in. And if he gets them, whatever, who, who knows how Saquon Barkley's going to heal. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blow my fab right now. I got him for six mm-hmm. bucks. I was like, all right, fair enough. So he's been sitting on my, on my, be- on my bench the whole year. Uh, obviously, I've never used him or – won't use him till next year, but he's definitely a keeper for me. Six bucks gives me the ability to keep someone else that, that might be a little more expensive, and it evens it out. Like like a Derrick Henry, I think I had to pay forty five for him last year on the on the uh, on the ten dollar thing, and so I'll have to pay for him fifty. I don't mind paying fifty bucks for Derrick Henry when I pay sixteen dollars for Barkley. That means I get my entire backfield filled up for sixty six bucks, right? Yeah, that's perfect. That's I, exactly I thought I thought I'd be keeping Lamar Jackson, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, Lamar Jackson, I'd have to keep him at 
21, 22 and the kind of mm-hmm. season he's had, that's probably about what he'll go for anyways. That's not really much of a steal. I know I'm not keeping Zeke Elliott. Not only did I pay a bunch for him, I'd have to pay a $10 tax on him. Kiss my ass on that one. Um, anything else that you got going on this on for the next couple of days that you got to have this or you got to have that? No, like I said, the entire season, just to make sure that I, I make it through, like I said, go Pittsburgh defense. In all, in all of our leagues, I'm going to make the playoffs, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I am to, too. Like I said, I had to cartwheel backwards to get into them, but I have to better lucky than smart. <laughs> I have to go back and look at some of my uh, ESPN leagues and whatnot, and see how many I'll I'll have that number for everyone tomorrow. I'm in 28 leagues. Find out how many actually made the playoffs in. I know I know I'll, I'll, it'll be over 50 percent, but I I usually try to shoot for 75 plus percent. I don't know. There's a couple that I started out really bad because honest engine, I wasn't paying much attention to them. And then around mid season, I was like, that's it. If you're going to do this, pay attention to the damn thing. I've rattled off a bunch of wins. So that's been nice to see, but, uh, I think some of them, it's going to be too little too late. I really want to win that, that stupid league, the, the stupid dynasty one, just to put that to bed. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's just such a stupid concept to play in this. You're going to have to do. It's bad enough to play on week 17, but when you have to keep like, it's like 16 of 18 players you keep. Mm-hmm. So when you go that final stretch to try to win, that's why I didn't win last year. I, I, I came in second and, the, and this is the team that when I took it over, it was the second worst in the league. And within two seasons, I came in second, which is very difficult to do when you're talking about everyone keeps everybody, right? Right. You're adding like rookies is all you add in your draft. There's nothing come draft day. But I come roaring back in year two, and a lot of guys that I picked up and grabbed off the waiver wire and uh, mm-hmm. turned in turned out pretty well because I because I I picked up Aaron Jones when he was just a a kid, right? And it was still fighting for time with uh, Jamal Williams. Um, anyways, I won't go through the whole line of it, but I made this to the second to get a second. When I got in the championship round last year, I had a very mediocre week one or week 16. So we go into week 17 and I needed a bunch of points to be able to catch him. And it wasn't mm-hmm. realistic. So I was not going to shed my roster just to go for, for the jugular. I'm like, man, I'll, I'll live to fight next year. My team's not very good. I'll get, it'll get a little better. And now this year it's really good. I, I would say it's the best team in the league, but you're going to need a lot of luck to week to win a four week, two team league where that last week of the season, if there's a lot of my players, I'm thinking of some of them right now, Alvin Kamara may not play week 17, right? Michael Thomas probably won't play week 17. So I'm going to be out there with my backups trying to win. It's it's going to be rough. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit some uh, turn back time, and then we'll uh, do our walk-offs. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way. 
on this date in 1937 the Red Sox acquire the contract from out in California of a little known 19 year old young man by the name of Ted Williams I think we all know what he went on to do also in this date in 1937 Russian Chets player Alexandra Alekin recaptures his final world title from the Dutch Grandmaster Max U. Why am I bringing this up? Netflix. If you got Netflix, you got to watch Queen's Gambit. It is a very, very good series, about seven episodes. It'll get you drawn in very quickly. Imagine it's like a really long, great movie. Uh, but it, hmm. but it is about the chess world. It is really, really good. Also in the state, 1936, Mr. Lou Gehrig was elected to the baseball hall of fame. Uh, birthdays. It's your birthday today. Well, what does that mean? I guess I 73 years old today. Guy you may have heard of, Doug, uh, Johnny Bench from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He played a little baseball. And I did not know that he shared. So here's something we have in common. Probably one of you. Would you say Johnny Bench is probably your favorite baseball player? Probably, yes. Yes. My favorite basketball player, born on this date, too. I did not know they shared the birthday. Uh, Larry Bird. He is. God, is he 64 years old? That does not seem right. Larry Bird, 64 years old. Uh, of course, he's 12 time NBA All Star. Uh, greatest NBA player to ever walk the earth. Yes, that's right. I said it. Uh, and I and Johnny Bench is arguably the, the greatest catcher to walk the earth. Uh, the only one you can put in the same conversation with him. And don't at me with anyone here recently. It's Yogi Berra. It's Johnny Bench. And that's the list. That's it. That's it. That's, there's no one else. I'm not saying no one could ever be as great as them, but no one has been as great as them. That is the absolute list. Something was in the water there. Uh, if your kid was born on this day, congratulations. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I'm saying. Um, what is your walk-off for the day, sir? Well, it was a game we didn't pay attention to, and I don't blame people for not caring, but Chicago-Detroit yesterday. Chicago blowing that game with about 41 seconds left. Mike Walkoff is Nagy is not going to be in Chicago. I wouldn't be surprised whether after this week or next week. But Nagy and his regime there in Chicago is done. Yeah, I don't know if you can survive making such bad decisions at the quarterback position. Yeah. With three three years in a row, I mean, it's just it's it's terrible, it's terrible. Um, I'm with you on that. That's that's a good point. We didn't even talk about that game. We we'll, we usually talk more Detroit on Wednesday when Sean comes in, but honestly, I we had it was on that TV. I I'd looked over there a few times. I think what got me to not look over there was that the the, the picture was so bad because I guess it was yeah. overcast and also like you said, the filter was probably. On, on the wrong feed or whatever, but I, I, I couldn't get into that game whenever with everything else going on. But uh, my walk off is kudos to the New York Giants. We didn't t- get to talk about this game today, but four wins in a row, four wins in a row quietly 
The New York Giants are five and seven. I know some of their games have been, eh, well, they beat the Eagles. Yeah, they went into Seattle and shut down Russell Wilson with Colt McCoy. And my walk off yeah. is first of all, don't get out of control and say Colt McCoy should start over freaking Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy did not look very good. That New York's Giants defense is playing very well. It's not a fantasy defense you're going to go crazy over, right? But I'm talking about real-world defense. They play a very good, solid defense and keep everything in front of them, and they make you earn your way down the field. Something that another team that shares their stadium ought to look into. Make them work their way down the field. You don't just blitz and bring the house with 13 (laughs) seconds left and no timeouts. By the way, as much as we want to trash Greg Williams, kudos to David Carr to to going to that audible. They said that that was not the play that was called. He saw it, recognized it, and was it Aguilar that caught the winning touchdown? Or is it no rug? Oh, it was rugs. Okay, yeah. uh, I noticed it was interesting though. When you see an all-out blitz coming, I don't know if I would do a double move. Right? Mm-hmm. I'd say just go deep, baby. We're just going to chuck it. He did a double move, and it got him open, but the the offensive line of the Raiders held very well because for, for Carr to be able to get up because he had to step up to slide into the pocket, reposition himself, and then throw the ball, that could have been time yeah. that would have been lost. And the, the Raiders' offensive line, I don't think, got enough credit for that play either. All right, brother, we will see you next week. Great job, and uh, good luck in your fantasy leagues. As uh, Man, the playoffs are finally here, baby. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. (laughs) Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. you haven't downloaded it yet, the Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kind of like that.